Oh, hey, Nate, what's going on, man? Uh, this isn't Nate. I'm not Nate. Uh, are you sure? I mean, you look. I, you didn't just like maybe get a haircut or something? No, I, I'm not Nate at all. I don't know who Nate is. Oh, well, look, I'm, I'm going to level with you. I have no idea how to run this place. Uh, do you? I don't know where he's at. Do you want to like just sort of fill in? I mean, you mostly just talk Star Wars video games. That's it. I just got to talk Star Wars video. Yeah, I can do that. Okay, cool, excellent. All right, all right, all right. over here. Whew, that was a close one. Enjoy your stay, What have we here? I suggest a new strategy. You truly belong here with us, fun club. Welcome back, scoundrels, to another episode of Cloud City Casino, your destination for Star Wars and gaming. I'd like to thank you for visiting us here in our fabulous podcast, Among the Clouds. I'm the administrator of this facility and your host. Uh, Nate won't be joining me this week. Of course, he's still taking some time off, uh, being you know a new father and everything. But did pull in a, a special guest to talk about some 90s Star Wars video games, Alex Damon. What's going on, buddy? Hey, things are good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Just, uh, you know, just kind of waiting, waiting it out, see what uh, more information we get on anything. On, on what? <laughs> oh, the, uh, you know, just any sort of Star Wars news or anything oh, like that. just anything and everything. Yeah, just, just yeah, ex- ex- just, you know, the whole <laughs> galaxy of news, just whatever we can get. I, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe I've been spoiled lately where I'm like, mm, it seems kind of slow. And then somebody be like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, They've dropped like a bunch of news in the past couple of weeks. It feels like just for like the Cassian series and Pedro mm-hmm. Pascal is like a bunch of TV news, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. I guess it's just, maybe it doesn't feel tangible yet. <laughs> yeah. It's so far off. And like, who even knows when the Cassian show is going to happen? Right. Right. So I'm just like, Oh, okay. I'll, you know, I'll get excited about it closer time. I mean, I think it's a cool idea for sure. Um, I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with this, you know? And and it just, Uh it almost feels like sort of like something, and I I don't know what they would announce, you know, like right now, but I'm just like, I need something else. I need something to just kind of, you know, light me up and I haven't really been getting it. Yeah. I'm waiting for some more movie news, but I mean, we all know how tight lipped (laughs) JJ likes to be. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I figure... I mean, we're still over a year out from that, so I figure everything will be kind of, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a while before we get much more, and that's fine and everything. So I don't know what we would get. I just, man, eh. I think, see, this is why, and and I'm not normally good at this, and, and that's why I'm stepping on it right now, but uh, segue, this is why it's so good to have the games to tie you over but we've not really had anything lately. Yeah, I mean, we, totally agree. We get one game like every two years, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, my my stance on it has been, I'm like, it doesn't even have to be that great. Like, if you gave us like two games a year, and like, but we only got like one great game like every other year, that would be so much better than just getting like the one game every other year. I think. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, I, I mean, on the one hand, it's like quality over quantity, but I mean, 
I do miss the days of Star Wars gaming where it felt like, yeah, you were getting two or three a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's like, oh, maybe this isn't great, but at least it's, you know, it's something. They're trying something new and different, and you're like, okay, you know, last episode we talked about Masters of uh, Tereskazi, and it's like, <laughs> it was a bit of a misfire, but, you know, it's it's something, they were trying something totally different, and... um they they did it you know and then they they continued to still come up with stuff not not so much the fighting games there was some fighting uh game elements and other games and stuff but at least they continued to try to push out some uh you know some some different content it's funny looking back at how many of the games that i just hold close to my heart really aren't good i mean i have fond memories of playing terrace kasi and uh, Jedi Power Battles, and when I the last time I played Jedi Power Battles was like two years ago, and oh my gosh, is it rough to get through? But I loved it back in like ninety nine or two thousand, whenever it came out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the way with most games. That's, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be even honest to say I didn't play through, uh, or at least most of it. I started it, uh, but I, I didn't for whatever reason. I think it was. Cause it was like right around that time when I was graduating from college. So of course I was too bogged down, but, uh, uh, the second, uh, force unleashed game, you know, and that one mm-hmm. just got like ripped apart with reviews and I, I kind of see it, but I, I actually played it like maybe a year or so ago. And, uh, we actually talked about it on, on this podcast. So if anybody's interested, then go back and find that. But I was like, yeah, I kind of get the problems with it and everything. But I still thought it was a pretty fun game. Sure. Like, as, as long as it's entertaining and, mm-hmm. I guess, cost-appropriate for what it is. <laughs> right, right. Like, I, I'd have no complaints. Well, I mean, what what are your thoughts on the... I mean, because, of course, that's a huge uh, sticking point with just video games in general these days. Like, what, what are your thoughts on, like, how they their pricing models of games are? Uh, I mean, right now it's fine like mm-hmm. the the way battlefront 2 for example is now is good uh <laughs> the whole loot box thing uh that was rough yeah and yeah uh, yeah that shouldn't have happened i mean like, <laughs> right just right pay, pay for what you're gonna get and that's it mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i agree and, and i'm someone who's typically um I'm it's okay so I'm I'm kind of in the middle right like there's people who are just like been losing their mind over stuff I'm like okay you need to kind of settle down but at the same time then I'm like well I kind of get that it's almost a thing of like you you sort of have to really get outraged and and make a big stink in order to to make change happen so I'm like I understand mm-hmm. that too um but my my thing with it was always up until I, I finally I I did the uh, the the infamous thing on, on this show was our uh, the Death Star DLC yeah uh, that was when I just like lost it and just went off because I I have no problem with the the um, what do you call it the like the bonus content stuff right the 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 DLC that you pay for sure I think that's totally fine because uh, as I've said you know several times on here hey all you have to do is look at uh, how much games used to cost, look at how much they cost today, and then take the the price of of the you know the game of of yesterday, uh, factor in what it would cost uh, with uh, um, 
gosh, I can't think of words. And I need Nate here, the, the freaking economist <laughs> to, tell me, um, you know, once you add the uh, inflation in, right, sure. games actually cost more, like, like they've basically been cheaper every single, um, like game generation. So for instance, the, the PS3 and PS4 both cost $60 for a brand new game. And right. you you look back to you know like what the you know what what inflation has you know basically like turned sixty dollars into today, and that's more right. And then it's like you keep going back and, and seeing like the small increments, and it's like yeah, games are actually way cheaper today. So I I don't have a problem with saying hey, here's this base game. If you want to add this extra stuff, you can pay more. That's fine. But at the same time, if I'm going to say pay fifteen dollars for like you know, Death Star DLC, well, then that needs to be worth $15, I feel like. Right. So that, that's been my, like, uh, dead horse that I've been beating for, <laughs> like, the past two years now. Yeah, I mean, I think what it comes down to is just, like, make a good game. I mean, if right. you get a good game with a good story, like, uh, wh- what I just recently, Spider-Man is mm-hmm. something that I played recently, and then... I loved it, and then they were like, okay, we're releasing a story pack, which I have not bought yet, but mm-hmm. only because I haven't had time. But like the right. idea of spending a little more money to play even more story, mm-hmm. uh, that sounds fine to me, because I felt like I got a great story experience for the $60 that I spent. Uh, there's still so much more for me to do in that game, and then it's like, I loved the story so much that I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it going. I'll pay a little extra. Right. Right, yeah, I'm right there with you, and, I, and that's a game I want to play, but my thing is that I, I've just pretty much, I've had to succumb to the, the fact that I'm a, a PC gamer today, I just, I can't do the uh, the console gaming anymore, and a lot of it has to do with my setup, and I, I could probably fix it relatively easily, but the PS4 is in the living room, and, you know, so it's like, I, if I try to go in there, that's where my wife, like, wants to watch TV or whatever, and then, um you know, I have to get, even with the bigger TV, I'm like, I still have to get like a certain distance from the TV and stuff and everything. And I'm like, it's just not comfortable. I just want to go sit at my desk and play. Um, so that, that's kind of been, uh, that. And then of course time has been, why well, I haven't checked out the, the Spider-Man game, but, uh, yeah, it's that I'm actually really interested in. It. I'm, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Um, it, it's super fun. <laughs> yeah. It, it, looks like a lot of fun and, and I'm seeing like all my friends posting pictures and I'm like oh, I feel like I'm you know on the outside and it's like raining on me and everything and I see everybody else inside having <laughs> that's fun that's exactly <laughs> why I got the game I kept seeing people <laughs> posting screenshots I was like fine <laughs> yeah um but I, I mean I, I'm curious so what did you think of the uh Battlefront 2 the, the main story with that with Inferno Squad uh I liked it. I will mm-hmm. say I am a little biased because I am an EA game changer. So like I got to go check out the story a little early. I met the writers and it's super clear to me how much uh, Mitch and Walt who wrote the game mm-hmm. just love Star Wars and they made the best game that they could. And I think that this is all speculation on my part, but I think that the story mode was very much an afterthought for EA. So I think that in my opinion, it seems like they pared things down. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that the story was supposed to be bigger. And there are some events that happened that I'm like, well, that happened awfully quick. Right. And I think 
I, I just get the feeling that there was more to tell mm-hmm. and I'd be interested like almost in a novelization or something of the game to see the full version. Right. I have no idea if I'm right about that or not, but uh, I, I liked the story uh, for what it was. I wish that it were longer. Mm-hmm. Like when I, because I'm, I guess I play games mostly for single player stories. Like my favorites are things like Spider-Man or The Last of Us or Uncharted. That's like playing an action movie. Right. That's what I want to experience. And so when the story mode was, it felt like an afterthought. Mm -hmm. And then you had like all of the, it's a multiplayer shooter game first and foremost. And that's what they wanted it to be. It just felt like the story mode was so short compared to everything else that the game had and i wish there were more right i mean i i I hear you and i think uh i mean once again we've said on here we pretty much uh and mine and nate's minds like they weren't going to do it and then when john boyega like put attention on it they're like oh crap now we have to do (laughs) like we have to put it we have to put a story in here guys um because you know i mean it it was great it's like when you have the star of the movie telling you hey why aren't you doing this thing? It's like, yeah, you're going the wrong direction. Um, is it is it against policy on this podcast to do spoilers? The game's been out like a year. Oh now. yeah, yeah. No, we we've uh, already talked it. In de- yeah, you can say whatever you want to on it. Yeah. yeah. What bothered me the most about it was that from the get go, they were like, "This is the story of the Empire after the Battle of Endor," uh-huh. and it very much led you to believe that we'd be following Aiden for thirty years. From- right like post second death star all the way to star killer base. Like that's what the marketing mm-hmm. said. I mean, it didn't say it in words, but it definitely was leading you to believe that. And then you watch it or you play it and it's a year and she defects to the rebellion halfway through. And it's like mm-hmm. the, the story is not the problem. It's the fact that you led me to think that I was going to, get something else yeah and it's like a four-hour game and half of it you're a rebel <laughs> and then it mm-hmm. jumps like 29 years ahead and there's like a little epilogue and it's like okay well you didn't really bridge the gap like you said you were going to right see and i'll say i i really enjoyed it and, and i also uh loved the uh inferno squad book that claudia gay wrote i i thought that book was so good um like christy golden yeah i say claudia gray i'm sorry i'm just used I, to I, I mix them up all the time <laughs> I'm, I'm just so used to to praising claudia gray all the time i yeah, guess yeah <laughs> I get it. uh but yeah christy golden she did a, a terrific job with with that book and and i think that actually may have had a little bit to do with me feeling you know more fulfilled with the game because i i already had you know a good chunk of backstory and everything which mm. You know, of course, you you shouldn't need to to understand some things or whatever, um, but uh, hard hard to say because, like I said, I, I did I had that uh, that knowledge going in, but I I enjoyed it. I, I get what you're saying, and now kind of thinking about it because because a lot of people said they're like, well, they're like they they kind of lied to us because they said that you were going to follow the game from the side of the empire, but you didn't because they defected to to being a rebels. And I've always kind of been like, really? But like the way you just described it, I'm kind of like, okay, I get that. Like I, I, I get, I think probably a lot of those people, they're just not uh, articulating correctly as to, to their issue. Um, and, and most likely because they don't 
quite understand, but maybe they would have been less upset if they spent like maybe four hours playing as the Empire and then like two hours playing as Rebels, you know, or something like that, where they felt like there was more time to, to flesh all of that out and see that story go further. Is that yeah. is that kind of what... Yeah, yeah, I can see that for sure. I mean, what I think is unfortunate is uh-huh. that Mitch and Walt wrote... I, I really do like their story, and I mm-hmm. think that they chose to say, okay, so we have this Operation Cinder thing mm-hmm. where the Empire is like kind of eating itself. Let's see how an Imperial responds to that. And right. I think that is something really interesting to explore. I, I think they got screwed by the marketing. Right, right. Yeah, I think EA was like, here's how we're going to sell the most. And it I mean, I think that it was kind of flat out dishonest. Oh, and, really? Yeah. Just the, the way that they marketed the story, I think, was just like, I don't know. <laughs> it, it bugged me. Yeah. And I mean, and that's dude, that's totally valid. Like I said, on, on here, I, um, you know, I, I'm I'm typically uh, the more of the, the optimistic one, I guess, Um but I also will definitely have my moments to where if, if I'm like, I don't like that, you know, then I'll say, so you don't have to, you know, you don't have to apologize for being like, nah, that, that didn't really work for me, you know, cause it's like I said, I'm, I, I try to have an optimistic approach, but if, if, if I'm not optimistic on something, I'm going to be like, no, I'm, I'm going to address this, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then Nate, he's the one, I mean, he's the same way, but he, he may lean a little more pessimistic, I guess you say, I mean, between the two of us at least and our joke was he's like no i'm positive i'm positive that i didn't like it you know <laughs> so <laughs> uh but but the point being yeah it's like i said you, you you don't have to apologize for for being negative on anything because i you know i actually find it interesting to to get other views especially if it's something like i said where, where you can you know like you articulate it better than uh, a reddit thread that's just like mad you know and i'm like yeah I can't do anything with this. Like I can't, I can't relate to you. I can't understand. Whereas, you know, if we have an actual conversation, I'm like, Oh, I get what you're saying. I see where you're coming from, you know? Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's point. Yeah. I I would, I would have loved more of that. I think the unfortunate thing is that they killed Iden. Like, I, I think that, uh, I was a little bummed by that because I'm like, eh, it would have been nice to, I, I felt like that it was such an enjoyable character that it would have been nice to, to get a follow up, but it's like, you can't really do that now. So, yeah, I mean, I guess there's still room for stories that take place in between Jedi and the force awakens or even, uh, before the game, mm-hmm. like the book, or I guess it would be after the book and before the game. But, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. I wouldn't have minded seeing her stick around through the resistance era, but uh, I think it was, I think that was a decision on uh, Mitch and Walt's part where they were like, this is our character and we want to tell her complete story. Mm -hmm. And so I think they chose to end it. And I think also that like that DLC, I think that was always supposed to be part of the main story, but they broke it up just so that it could be closer to the last Jedi. And, uh, mesh a little better with the story i suppose mm-hmm. and and you know honestly that i i really have to give kudos to how they did that um some other people may have issue with it but i kind of liked it because it was almost i mean even though there wasn't really anything there that i 
see as like being spoilery or whatever, but for them to basically be like, nope, we're going to give you this much and then we'll give you the the little tie-in to uh, The Last Jedi when The Last Jedi releases so that you can kind of, you know, play it at that point, but we're not going to charge you for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that's something with, with technology now that you can do. You know, you couldn't have done that, you know, 15 years ago or so um, just because we didn't have that sort of, uh, um, you know, I guess medium between uh, online and, and gaming and, and doing that, at least not with, with consoles. So um, I think that's something that's cool today that can be done that, um, you know, it, it, it's something that they can definitely use and, and uh, expand on and, and hopefully go in the right directions. I mean, there's definitely go in the wrong direction as well but <laughs> yeah know, once again try try to think of it from a, a positive outlook of going like yeah you know you, you can do this but um you know i, I do want to roll back about uh gee i don't know at this point let's see uh it's like 15 years let's see <laughs> uh no it's actually what like 20 23 years uh going back to dark forces yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, having to do I am I am not the the math guy. Um but yeah, we so we talked about, you know, beforehand uh you know just kind of been like, "Hey, you know, like what what, what do we want to talk about and stuff like that?" And so you sort of uh gave me a list of your favorite games and then of course they all fell like in this 3-year period which you know, I kind of think of as like the golden age of Star Wars gaming. So what I mean, how old were you at this time? Uh, 95, I was eight. Eight? Okay. So, yeah, you, you're about, they're the same age as me. I just, I'm just i trying to think, so I'd be, uh, how, how old are you now? 31. 31. Okay, so yes, you're the same age as me. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm like, I know you're about my age, but let me try to think <laughs> through the math. and Because it's, it's always those things where I'm like, if you said like 97, I'd be like, oh, well, I was 10. I don't know why I couldn't just subtract two. Again, I, <laughs> <laughs> not, not the math guy. Um, but yeah, okay, so so we're the same age. So um, now, did you get it when the game came out, or did you uh, kind of get it a little bit later? Uh, I actually played it at a friend's house. I didn't own Dark Forces, so mm-hmm. this was a game that I would go down the street and play it on his Macintosh. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, and so we we played Dark Forces together. We played a ton of games together. Like I don't think. My parents had a gaming computer for a while, so I just went down and I played all his video games. He had all the consoles and stuff. Like mm-hmm. growing up, my video game at home was uh, a Game Boy, and so I have a very soft spot in my heart for the big old gray brick. Yeah, yeah, with the green uh, screen. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would go down and play Dark Forces with my buddy. Okay. And I mean, what? Um, I mean, like, what? What attracted? I mean, I, I guess that may be a stupid question, but like, what attracted you to Dark Forces? Like, what about that? Is it just because that was like one of the first Star Wars games that you played, or? Yeah, I think it's just that that's what we had access to. Mm-hmm. We we're like, ah, oh, you can be in Star Wars and shooting a gun and stuff. And the Dark Trooper was such a cool thing to, like, a super storm stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was just the the story and the setting. We liked Kyle Katarn a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, also it was like, I, I wasn't allowed to play doom growing up, but it was a doom clone. So it was right. like we could play the cool game, but it wasn't 
quite the same but it was also star wars so it was cool <laughs> right right yeah no i'm I'm totally with you because that's my uh uncle had uh either doom or doom 2 i don't remember which one but he had it on his laptop so every time i would like go over there i'm just like i want to play doom <laughs> you know and i would play that <laughs> constantly um and yeah so then when when this one came out i was like oh it's doom but it's star wars um and you know i i think i think the thing though because Again, this was like my first, uh, it wasn't the first one I ever played, but it was my first Star Wars game because um, I had played prior the uh, the Super Nintendo Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the difference, and I think that what um, probably made this period special for everyone was the, the fact that, you know, everything had kind of went into more 3D at this point. Um, yeah, you know where everything wasn't side scroller. You know, whereas the the other one, it's like you know side scroller games are great and fun and everything, but they don't have that immersion. And, right. You know, of course, Star Wars fans. I, I feel like on some level, every Star Wars fan loves the idea and wants to be immersed in you know the galaxy far, far away. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, be it playing the video games or, or, you know, 501st or whatever. So I, I think that uh, at least my theory is that it, you know, this one being like first person being able to sort of run around in the world and be like, Oh, I can just walk over here to this thing. You know, I choose to my actions in this world. Well, that's awesome. You know? So I, I think at least for me, that was what was cool, you know? Yeah. And I, I have fond memories of those, uh, except I played the, super nintendo versions on the game boy right which they, i vividly remember that they didn't have a save function no nope. so <laughs> and I, I i never beat those games until i got a hold of a game shark and it <laughs> let you like capture snapshots of where you were in the game right so right. then i could be like all right i can break for dinner and come back and finish mm-hmm yeah, it's well. Hey, dude. I mean, I never even put that much effort into it. I'm like, this is great, but there's no save function. All right, I'm done with this. <laughs> you know, and I, I feel like they're actually harder on the the Game Boy just because everything's in black and white. It's on a tiny screen, and you know, trying to do like a platformer, it's like this is a headache. Yeah. Um. So, and then of course, you know. Then moving up to uh, Dark Forces Two. Now that's cool because that's if if I remember correctly, that's when they first started with Kyle. He's he actually gets a lightsaber at that point, or yes. am I jumping too far ahead? Nah, you're exactly right. Okay, okay, yeah. I was I was thinking he pretty much Dark Forces, and then they're like, yeah, that's great, but what if we gave him a lightsaber? Because you know, I mean, it's Star Wars. Um, and I think they're right, you know, like that's definitely the the correct way to go with it. Um, but I mean, now is this another one where you played that one at, at the friend's house or what was no, your... this one? I, I by that point, I had a computer that could handle okay. it. OK, so, yeah, that that was the dream was to have a <laughs> lightsaber. And right. Yeah. You're running around in 3D. And I remember just being blown away that like a stormtrooper's arm would fly off. Right, right. Yeah. I, I had the demo for a while. I remember that. And I just kept playing the demo over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, now, and, and again, this is a, a bit of a repeat from uh, last episode, but 
you know, just talking about playing it over and over. And then, you know, you mentioned earlier not having any sort of a, a save function. When I first got uh, my my PlayStation, I got it the, the year that Masters of Terrace Kazi came out, got it <laughs> for that game. But we only had enough money because it was basically we bought it with our Christmas money. My brother and I, we both went in halfway. And so what we had money for was two controllers because we had to get two controllers because it was both of ours. Um, the the console and then the game. We didn't have enough money to get a memory card. So I had to, every time I wanted to like unlock Darth Vader, then I had to go through and beat the game so that I could unlock Darth Vader to play with Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, those struggles like where today even you're just like... You know, I mean, you know, you see them. He's like, "Oh, kids today, I'll never understand." I'm like, sometimes I think I don't understand. You know, like I forget <laughs> how different it was. You know, like we just become so acclimated to it now that it's like, "Oh yeah, things were so different back then." <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but um, you know, I guess so. Did you have? Yeah, I guess you had had to at this point. Then um, I guess you then got the uh, Shadows of the Empire and Rogue Squadron. I guess you would have got those on N64. Uh, that was one where I, again, I didn't have, I, the first console I ever owned was a GameCube. Okay. Uh, so again, my friend had the N64, but I, when it came out, I rented one from Blockbuster and I rented Shadows of the Empire and I remember playing it until my eyes were about to fall out of my head. <laughs> like th- that game blew me away. Right. Right. Well, I mean, it was such a cool, I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think probably being the same age, playing at the same time and everything, I would think you probably right there with me. But I am astounded at the people that bash Shadows of the Empire. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. It was amazing. And they're like, oh, no. Like, Kyle Kat- or not Kyle Katarn, I'm sorry. Uh, Dash Rindar, you know, it's Han Solo Light. And I'm like, what, what do you know? <laughs> you know, and it's and it's so funny because a lot of the people that, that are saying this kind of, or just sort of uh, speaking more from the the aspect of the book, but what's so awesome is that you really had to dive into all parts of the the media project in order to really get that full fleshed out story. Um, you know, there was the book, which was, if I remember correctly, it's more from uh, Shizor's point of view, I guess, um, or at least it, it focuses kind of like a side character in that, like he was present. I think the book was probably the most inclusive of everything the right comic focused on the bounty hunters the game mm-hmm. focused on dash and then the book was like a little bit of everything yeah but see i was thinking i was thinking dash was like he was there but he was really more background um yeah he, he came and went right right like so. he'd, he'd come into the story and help out and do something he'd leave and do something else and then he'd come back and but yeah i mean well the the han solo light stuff like i think i even realized that when i was nine (laughs) (laughs) i was like okay he's here because right is in carbonite but that doesn't bother me right right at the time you're a little kid and you're just like well han solo is the best let's get another han solo character (laughs) like i basically viewed han and dash and kyle katarn as like three bros that just ran around having adventures like that's what i did with my action figures so Right, right. Well, and see, and, and here's how I think of it too is like, because uh, I've, you know, I come from a background of also playing uh, like RPGs and stuff. So it's like, well, if you're playing uh, a tabletop game, right, and, and your rogue dies, you, you need another rogue 
Like who who else is going to disarm the traps? You know, like you you got to fill that role. So of course he's going to be like Han Solo because you need somebody to do the stuff Han Solo does. Right. <laughs> so that's just the way I think of it. Like I said, it, it just it kind of blows me away when people are like, ah, not nah, stupid or whatever. And I'm like, bro, come on, <laughs> you know. But again, yeah. I I think that also may come from the fact that they only have experience with the the book, and you know, maybe maybe that's you know, I I don't see it that way because I I look at it more from the point of view of of all of it, you know, and and seeing mm-hmm. like the stuff they did in, in the game and stuff, and you know, and there's stuff that I think is cool too that even though it's which you know today it's so funny because then you're like oh that's awesome like when you you thread the needle in Beggars Canyon. Yeah, you know, and you're like, oh, that's so cool because that's a thing that gets mentioned in the uh, the audiobooks. Whereas, like, if you do that today, they'd be like, oh, fan service. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with people? Do you not like fun anymore? <laughs> oh, um, but uh, so then you mentioned. So now we're kind of. Uh, I do want to c- jump back just because the the uh, times here. Now, uh, Rebel Assault 2, because this is an interesting one. Um, so this would have been 95. So I guess this, were you playing uh, at the same time on your friend's computer, or did you play that one a little later? Or? Uh, let's see. Rebel Assault 2 is the game that I... I remember that was like one of the first games that I bought uh-huh. for my computer. So I, that one I had on my own, and... Uh, that's one that I have such fond memories of. And again, this is one that I played kind of recently and I was like, God, this is, this is rough, <laughs> but, yeah. but I, I loved the story of rookie one. And right. It's, I, I recall all of the hard levels and like how to do certain things at certain points. And the tie phantom is still one of my favorite tie variants. Mm hmm. I, I played it, that one over and over again as well because it only took like two hours to beat the whole thing. Yeah, it's now I'm trying to think because now I'm actually getting a little mixed up. Um, so there's the Tie Defender. What game was that from? I think Tie Fighter. Tie Defender was from Tie Fighter. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, you're right. But the the um, gosh, that one. Now I'm blanking on that which one which one's in this game the the phantom phantom there we go all right sorry wow my brain is not firing like it should tonight so i apologize um but yeah i mean again that's where i just i love this stuff so much and uh you know i'm i'm by no means one of the guys who's like ah you you know i hate that they they got rid of all the old canon and everything um like I, I I love the I, I actually like for the most part the the new canon. I mean I, I think with both of them, you know, there's there's good and bad. Yep. Um but I love all the like little things that that we have that actually were really cool. Um that, you know, you see like for instance in like the X Wing tabletop today, like the Phantom and the Defender. Um and, and especially how they were it wasn't just like um, you know, in the, the movies, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's a tie bomber, whatever. You know, it just flies by for a second on the screen. Um, or, you know, the interceptors, they, oh, okay, that's something different. You know, where it was actually sort of um, introduced with a lot of uh, uh, was pomp or, you know, I, I don't know, the, the you know, 
it, it was it was sort of a big thing you know it was the the entire crux of the game was was the yeah. phantom so um even if i remember correctly cause it's been a while now the game is pretty much like a on rails type game right yes very much okay and and don't you end up stealing the phantom and yeah, you steal one so that the rebels can reverse engineer the cloaking device, but then it blows up at the end. Like there's a self destruct on it. Okay, but I mean that's to me that's really cool. Like that's that's how you make a game that's rewarding to the player, where they're like, oh, here's this thing. This this whole time, you know, this is this uh, big. It's it's basically almost like instead of blowing up the death star luke takes control of the death star you know <laughs> yeah like and from a, a cinematic standpoint like no that's awful but from a gaming standpoint it's rewarding and fun so yeah it's i mean i i get where you're coming from totally of being like yeah these games didn't age that well because like i said this one's on rails and i think games on rails are not the best you know especially today but for the time you could get away with it and you know there's so many other cool things going on and you don't think about the fact that like your main character's name is rookie one yeah <laughs> you're like, like that's literally his name here. right right what? now are you did you ever play the one that came before it though uh just uh rebel assault uh i never played it all the way through i think i played a couple levels here and there but i didn't play it like i played rebel assault 2 so I'm curious about because I've just never looked into it, but I'm curious about like the the canon of that game as far as like how if that was something that was actually considered to be a part of it because it doesn't like you basically it's like hey what if instead of Luke Skywalker doing all this stuff it's this one guy that we cleverly named Rookie One <laughs> you know and it's like it's interesting uh, especially seeing like um, you know how how they change out the characters and stuff like i think it was a an a-wing guy that saves you instead of han solo jake farrell yeah okay yeah yeah so uh, you know like that's that's cool but then it's also like wait <laughs> but where does this fit in like what what it makes no sense yeah um god and that game was such a pain too because anywhere i remember trying to play it and of course i didn't have a uh a flight stick at that time and it's just like crash 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 and it's like this is supposed to be the training mode yeah <laughs> anytime that you have to actually fly anything in those games it's so hard mm-hmm yeah yeah I, I mean I think they probably didn't get it well until uh shadows of the Empire I mean that that's that's when they did the Hoth mission and mm-hmm. it actually inspired um rogue squadron to when they're like oh we can do this now. We need to like we need to make a whole game about this, you know, and and that's when uh, they did Rogue Squadron, which yeah. is a great game. And you, you mentioned, you know, even jumping ahead a little bit, you mentioned um, GameCube. That was again the original PlayStation. My first game was a Star Wars game. Uh, my first game for GameCube was a Star Wars game, and of course, it's the same thing. I never budgeted enough for a dang memory card. So once <laughs> I once I got my GameCube, no memory card, but I had uh, the uh, Rogue Squadron Two, which was I can't what was the name of that game. Um, I don't know. Oh, I didn't remember it had a subtitle i thought it was just rogue squadron 2 i i don't think so i think i actually have it right here let me see here uh 
okay, Rogue Leader. I was like, okay, I, I know, I know, it's close. Um, so yeah, that one uh, again. I played that, which was it was it was difficult but rewarding. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like it was. It felt like it was just a hard game, not like it was. Um, you know, just uh, it was hard because the controls were too hard for you know any sort of um reasonable play yeah um but okay but jumping back sorry i just had to mention that because i'm like yeah that's right i i never could (laughs) i never could actually budget enough for a a memory card (laughs) when i would buy a new system uh unfortunately then next gen comes along and they're like well i guess it actually would have been that gen because that's when the uh, xbox came out they're like yeah we're just gonna build it in there uh so i'm like whoo great awesome (laughs) take care of idiots like me who don't plan ahead um but the okay so the, the rogue squadron now you said that one was also you, you didn't have uh, a console at that point so you played that on uh yeah on, on, on a, a friends yeah okay now did, did you ever beat it or just played it a lot or how, how did that go i think i beat it back in the day i actually recently replayed uh shadows of the empire and rogue squadron on my pc for my channel okay uh so I have beat them. <laughs> and I it's, can't remember if I did back in the day. All right. So actually, let me let me stop there because see, this is how bad I am. I told you I'm like I'm not really formal on anything. I, I haven't even announced like what. So if, if hopefully everybody does know, um, but if they don't, you have your own YouTube channel. That's probably important information that if I was <laughs> even remotely good at my job, that I would have mentioned. But uh, you you are the the host of uh, Star Wars Explained. Uh, yes. Okay. That's true. hey everybody it's uh like 40 minutes in but i I got it i mentioned it um (laughs) i'm sorry i am the worst no it's fine i I don't care at all uh like i said i just i get in like hey let's just kind of chat you know like this is fun i like talking to people and it's like yeah you should probably like if you're gonna record this you should probably give any kind of context for anyone listening it's like yeah i guess um so yeah, so so you have uh, Star Wars Explained, and so you you did uh, like let's plays, I guess, on there yeah. for those. Okay, uh, yeah, I call them lore plays, where I oh I play that's nice. a game, but I also talk about you know characters or what's going on and stuff like that. So how much Biggs talk was there? Uh, I don't think he is in any of those games, so I I refrained. Okay, I just I mean that's like I knew he wasn't there obviously because he's dead by that point, but I I know you like Biggs so. <laughs> I figured you'd you'd try to get uh, some mention in there. I do when I can, but I don't force it. <laughs> <laughs> so is it? Um, I mean, is this, are you just really a, a a pilots guy, or is it the mustache? <laughs> I do love pilots. Uh, okay, I, the trench run I think is what made me fall in love with Star Wars in mm-hmm. the first place. Uh, so I loved all the pilots and just all these guys trying their hardest to blow this thing up. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so, okay, like like talking about the trench run because this is this is one thing that like drives me up the wall, right? One, because uh, that's like the thing everybody goes to when they're like, ah, oh, like not and not everybody, because but there there's the the group of people that were like, oh, um, the Force Awakens, it's just a complete retread of a New Hope. And it's like, what what are you talking about? They're like, well, you know, like there's a trench run, and I'm like, yeah, there were lightsabers too. Like, you know, is it just me or is it like that? That's just sort of a part of the DNA. Yeah, I mean, the I I was more just 
annoyed. I mean, I loved the Force Awakens uh-huh. first of all, but I was annoyed by Star Killer Base. Just that were you? that was the thing that in Star Wars Legends, I felt like, oh, we're doing another super weapon. Okay, yes. cool. So <laughs> see, like when oh, Star Sun Killer Killer Killer. popped up, <laughs> yeah, and then when Star uh, Killer Base popped up. I'm like, okay, like <laughs> I get it. Not all the people that are watching this movie read all the books. They're mm-hmm. not as worn out of super weapons as I am, but right. Like if there's one, if there's a Starkiller base two and nine, I will not be happy. <laughs> it's it's only a, a partially completed planet. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I I hear you. It it didn't bother me. Um, I think it would have bothered me if it would have been um as much a part of the the story as the Death Star was in the first film. Uh yeah. Like, like if, if they would have spent a lot of time, like trying to, uh, get on there and, um, it was like, Oh, now we got to get away and get back. You know, like that would have been too much, but I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, this is the thing they have. They, you know, they're, they're the, um, I don't want to say empire light. They're more like the, um, uh, predecessors you know they, they came later right like they uh they're spawned from the empire so i'm like yeah whatever that's what the empire does that's what the first order does they make really big weapons no big deal sure yeah um it's like you know as long as you don't just like hammer it the whole time and of course they they did the whole thing uh they call owning it where they're like you know it's like oh so um so what it's bigger you know it's like yeah they they addressed it they're like yes this is the death star you know like in the in the the plans so yeah yeah. I said, it, it, it didn't bother me, but the the point I was making is it's just kind of like, yeah, it's like, that's just, that's what you do. Just kind of like in every, if you're going to play a Star Wars video game um, that's going to be like ship based, you're probably going to have to shoot a tow cable on some ATATs and <laughs> yes. wrap around, you know, it's like ever since, true. ever since, well, even before Shadows of the Empire, like going back to the Atari games, mm-hmm. you know, that was the thing to do there. It just wasn't done very well because it's hard to do that, you know, on a, a, a 2d base and, uh, you know, but that is something that I guess it's just always captured people's imagination and everyone's always wanted to trip an ATAT. So they're like, well, we're going to do that in every single game that yeah. if you can, if there's going to be an ATAT, you can trip it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, any, anything else as far as, um, like the games or anything that were uh, like more personal to you or any, any stories you remember with it or? Uh, no, I, those, those were the first ones that popped into my head when you asked mm-hmm. me what, what games to talk about. Okay. Yeah. And, um, like I said, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything else on it. I just, you know, that those were games that I, I think, yeah, they were, they were right there in that period where they were just launching games and they, because they really couldn't beforehand uh, really dive into the world. I, th- I think that's why they were able to s- sort of come out so quickly too, because it's like, Oh, well you can fly ships in this one. You know, you can, um, you know, you can wield a lightsaber in this one. You've never done that before really. So here you go. You know, this is what yeah. it's like to be a Jedi. This is what it's like to go steal the Death Star plans. And, you know, so that's, I, I I'm, I'm right there with you when good old games did their uh, sale. Uh, about three years ago and um 
you know, they had like pretty much all the games from that time period. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. everything. I'll take those. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, give it all, all to Steam. me. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I actually think I have them on both because I think I got them on Steam and then Good Old Games did theirs and they're like, oh, but, you know, these are more like cleaned up. They, they fit better on the, uh, you know, on the newer systems and everything. So I'm like, that's fine, whatever. I don't care. What's another $3 a game, you know? Like, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, so anyone who has not played any of these games, and I mean, there's even ones that we have not mentioned. I mean, the whole, um, you know, the Dark Forces slash Jedi Knight trilogy, or not trilogy, uh, well, I don't know what you'd call it, Saga, I guess? Cause yeah, there was, I guess. There were several of them in there, I know, because there's, see, there's, Dark Forces, there was, um, you know, of course, there's Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight, I think. Was that, was that the subtitle yeah, on that one? that's Jedi Knight. And, and then they went into Academy? They did. They, they start. They dropped the Dark Forces name. Yeah, yeah. They, after the, the second one, they completely dropped Dark Forces. Then they went into, I think there was one before Academy. Um, let me look. I can see I have them all right here. Um Academy. Da, 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 da. Uh, Mysteries of the Sith. Oh, that was the Dark Forces 2 expansion, I think. Oh, was that an expansion? Okay. I think so. Okay, all right. Um, so, yes, yeah, so they did that. Then they went into Academy and then Outcast. Um, so, yeah, man, there's plenty of uh, good games from that time. And then, of course... Then you get into that uh, with Knights of the Old Republic and uh, Commando, the original Battlefront games. Did you ever play any of the um, like the the real time strategy games? Uh, not really. You didn't. Um, okay. No, I, I think that was after my time. <laughs> well, there there was one that uh, was beforehand, and I can't for the life of me remember the name of it. Um, but it, it came out roughly around the same time as uh the first rebel assault and again because like i said rebel assault was so frustrating then i just be like well, fine i'm just gonna play this game because it's a lot easier to tell you know like a, an atat to move over here than it is to try to keep from smashing into the side of beggars canyon um but i can't i can't for the life of me remember which one that one was but you know again it's, it was just a lot of fun with them being able to um really dive into the the different genres and i i mean do you think that that's something that they could do today um or do you think that it's just a situation of it's been done so you can't really just pump stuff out without having it be something special hmm. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i i i think i'm just i i'm with you uh-huh. and where we started this conversation where I'm like, I just kind of miss the days of having mm-hmm. multiple games a year. Right. Right. Just getting those extra stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I, yeah. And, and the stories, I mean, that's, that's the thing too, is, you know, once you add that, I mean, we've only had the one story, you know, the, the first battlefront game had no story. Um, and besides that, it's I know we've gotten like a couple little things, but they've not really been, you know, I mean, it's been like the, the Disney Infinity, uh, the Lego games, mm-hmm. you know, and just stuff like that. So there's just not been any sort of like story content. So 
yeah, it's and I mean where I I like a, a good mix of it. I do still love getting that cool story that you know. I think that's why uh, that's that's a big part of what made Knights of the Old Republic so fun. That you know, I don't think that it had the best uh, gameplay mechanics per se. You know, I mean it was. I mean they they were pretty good for what they were, but. Um, I think that it was the the story that that made it absolutely, you know, something interesting to where you're like, whoa, wait a minute, you know, and 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 just even having that ability of like, you decide like dark side or light side, you know, and yeah. so yeah, I I don't know, man, it's it's just one of those things where it's like I I can't do anything. All I can do is just talk about how great it would be, but we still have to kind of wait, and who knows, you know, when we're going to get anything else. I know they is it. Next year, is it 2019 that we're supposed to be getting that other Fallen game? Order. That yeah, it's like uh, we'll see what that's going to be or whatever, and you know, because it's it's one that's kind of been, um, you know, it started as one thing, now it seems to be something else. So it's like we'll see. <laughs> I have high hopes for it. Do and you? I, I think that one, uh, that one was always going to be Fallen Order. It was the, uh. uh visceral game that that one got shut down and that one transitioned into something else Mm -hmm. but i think fallen order has been in development from start to finish as just one thing okay okay so i i must not have uh followed that correctly then i i thought that basically the the visceral games one they kind of just like yeah let's not do that let's let's do the the fallen order thing and yeah i don't know i i I must have got uh my wires crossed in the the change from you know visceral shutting down to this then so all right and yeah maybe that'll be something I, i'm i'm hopeful man I, I i i just can't say enough how much i'm like i just want some fun star wars games to play i'm like i know yeah. that they're there i know that there's content you know um i mean do you think that i feel like this is sort of a a, a tricky um topic but i mean do you think that the whole everything that exists now is definitely canon do you feel like that impedes development or do you feel yeah like that's... i think it, i think it does okay. uh i think that there are probably a lot of discussions like okay uh i i think that with games like the force unleashed and kotor i think that they probably changed how a lot of people view the force mm-hmm uh, and I think that Lucasfilm is currently much more aware of that. And like George Lucas didn't really care. He was like, the video games are their own thing. Right. And they're not part of my story. Like he never viewed the books as part of his universe. And like the Clone Wars straight up contradicted things all the time because those were his stories. So mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people that grew up with the force unleashed, which I think is a really fun game, uh, I think that they have come to view the force as like this thing that can do anything and gives you superpowers. And uh, with games like KOTOR, it's like about leveling up. It's it's all very centered around power and amassing power. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's what they're going for. Right. And th- the current canon, which I think is more in line with what George Lucas originally intended. So, yeah, I do think that there's probably 
a little bit of like Lucasfilm trying to figure out exactly how things should be presented in video games, which I don't know if that's right or not, because the force unleashed is fun because it's like, we're going to give you all of these crazy powers and you can do all this stuff. And it's just, it's fun. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Right. It's, it's like this tightrope that you have to walk balancing fun and presentation, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's why in a lot of ways that I'm like, it would be nice if they could just sort of almost to sort of stamp it, which I I get the, the perils of trying to do it that way of being like, Hey, this is just going to be for fun. It's yeah. not really, you know, don't think this is what this is or whatever. It's almost sort of like a, a B canon or whatever. Um, but we want to, you know, where you can do that. Because, I mean, yeah, I, I feel that way where I'm like, oh, man, I love the Force Unleashed games. But I'm like, yeah, I never saw them as being a part of it. Um, just because, you know, the idea of cloning a Jedi and stuff like that. I'm like, eh, I think you're kind of getting into territory that's as far as like looking at, at uh you know canon or, or the story and everything i'm like yeah that that presents uh some problems um same thing with i mean even talking about the books i loved darth plagueis but i like to kind of keep it separate from everything else because i'm like where i thought it was such a, a fun read and very interesting i like not really knowing that much about palpatine Mm. And so I felt like I'm like, ah, it's good and interesting. I like it, but it sort of, uh, you know, takes the mystery out of Palpatine. So I don't really want it to be, you know, canon in in that aspect. So I don't know, man. Like I said, it's, you know, it's one of those things where I think fandom just everything has to kind of, you know, fall hard in with being canon now. And uh, yeah, it almost sort of, I think, maybe takes away some of the fun. Could yeah, so I don't know, but like I said, I, I'm I'm just a guy. I don't, you know, I don't make decisions. I'm not uh, <laughs> as as you can tell from tonight. I'm I'm not the uh, the smartest person for trying to do some of this stuff. I can't even you know do simple math or words sometimes. So I'll leave it to to people who can handle those things much better. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, so I mean, you want to talk about your um your your youtube channel a little bit more kind of fill people in i I know you i mean you pretty much seem to cover everything right like from yeah any any new content that comes Mm -hmm. out i i cover it so right now it's resistance or books and comics and Mm -hmm. then uh when battlefront came out i covered that pretty extensively uh i do a series called uh lore plays like i mentioned that i i go through a game and i uh describe it or describe the lore surrounding it, what's going on with characters or whatever planet we're on or what have you. And I try to make some jokes too. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Awesome. And uh, again, that's just star Wars explained on, on YouTube. So go check that out. Um, and then your, uh, your wife, Molly's doing a lot more on there too, right? Yeah. Didn't I see something she's where she's getting to be more, uh, I guess present like on camera and stuff like that and having her own stuff. Um, yeah. She's in our Q and A's. Uh, she's, we're doing a clone wars rewatch right now that she's on. She's also starting her own channel. So awesome. <laughs> she's that, doing a lot great. of stuff. And um, does she, does someone want to announce yet or wait later as far as like the, the name of it for anybody to check out? Oh, uh, it's just Molly Damon. Okay. So there you go. 
But all right, man. Well, like I said, every, everybody uh, can go check that out and, and see some of the videos. I know. See, I think your latest one is, uh, which it'll probably not be your latest once this hits on. Uh, it'll be Tuesday. Um, but right now, it's the uh, um, the Darth Vader comic. It's the last thing you covered on there. Yeah. It's your latest uh, on Tuesday. There's going to be a video about the Cage Warriors. <laughs> all right. So there you go. <laughs> uh, now is that the cage word? Is that what's going on in the the Vader comic, or is that something else? That's something else. That's uh, just that th- there were a group of warriors that were in actually the Battlefront Two book and okay. uh, the Clone Wars. They popped up a couple times. So just a video about their species. I'm trying to think, I'm I'm like this doesn't this doesn't like sound and, and like I I read the Battlefront Two book. I watched all of Clone Wars. I guess it's just something that sort of just flew under the radar for me. <laughs> yeah, so. they're they're not a huge part of the Battlefront Two book. Okay, well I'll have to check it out, and then I'm like, oh, now I know, <laughs> which is why it's great for uh, checking your channel out for stuff like that. But uh, I I appreciate you coming on, man, and um, so you plug those. I guess uh, it's just Star Wars Explain, just pretty much across the board, right? Yep. So uh, Twitter, YouTube, and check your stuff out. Uh, of course, everyone knows that they can uh, find us. Just uh, Cloud City Casino Twitter. We have our Facebook page, and then of course uh, Cloud City Casino at uh, gmail.com. If you want to send some emails, I know we're backed up on that. I need to read some next show, or maybe even do a little uh, one-off uh, reading some of those to get that covered. But uh, in the meantime, uh, subscribe on uh, pretty much any of the podcatchers, and you know, leave uh, iTunes reviews uh, five stars, preferably help uh, other people find out about us and um in the meantime and uh alex this is where we always sign off where the person who's not me says let the wookie win let the wookie win that's perfect This party's over.